Hi guys, welcome to Faith Over Fear. This is my first time ever doing a podcast, so please forgive me if it takes me like a few minutes to get my stuff together and just really speak to you guys as I'm flipping through the Bible and I'm a mom of four, so there's probably going to be interruptions. Here comes one of my little cute little nuggets of joy now, so say hi, Jace. Hi, Jace. <laughs> That's my youngest. He's two. He's joining us for this podcast today. Um, so basically, it's been on my heart for quite a while now to just really share the Word of God with people and try to reach people and just bring people to our Lord and Savior. That's something that really weighs heavy on my mind. I put a lot of thought and time and research and study and just a whole bunch of thought and time into this. And it's just a podcast seems like a good way to start because I get really nervous talking to people. So this way I can talk to you guys and I'm not face to face with you. So I shouldn't be as terrified. Right, honey? Say right. Right. So faith over fear is going to be a podcast. I'm probably going to end up doing this with my husband, Josh, as well. And my name is Dominique, right? And I'm starting off today with something I posted on my Facebook page this morning. This... Yeah, he wants to play Minecraft. Okay, so I lost a lot of friends lately due to my faith. And it it was bothersome at first. I was really upset about that. But I'm not going to stop doing what I do. I'm not going to stop believing in God or following my God and my Lord and Savior just because I lose a few friends. It's, it was bound to happen, and I expected it, and that's okay. That's part of God's plan. God's plan is perfect, and I'm not going to question what he has in store for me because whatever he has in store for me is going to be for the glory of God and for his good, and I'm okay with that. We're okay with that, right? Right. I like Bubba Baby. Yeah, he just loves to talk. He's a talker, like huh? Baby. Oh, hang on. So, I just wanted to take time for this podcast to tell you guys, God loves you. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you more than anything else in this world. And there is nothing, and I can't stress this enough, there is nothing you guys can do that will permanently separate you from God. He wants you to come to him and be in heaven with him. That's ultimately what God wants for all of us. And I just want you guys to know that all it takes is just a couple of minutes to just say a little prayer and ask God to come into your heart and you will feel him with you. You'll feel that connection to him. I promise you this. I promise. And he'll work in your life. All you have to do is just ask. Honey, don't touch that, okay? Now, um, I'm not a uh, preacher or a pastor or anything, so I'm pretty new at all this, but I do have some Bible verses in my Bible marked for you guys today. And basically, I'm just trying to explain to you that God made us in his image. God made us to be loved by him and to love him. And what separates us from him is the sin in our lives. 
and we're all sinners and we're going to be sinners until the day God takes us home. There's not anything we can do about that. It's the Adam and Eve, Eve started it and then Adam followed. And ever since then, we're just always going to have sin in our lives. But if we repent of our sins to God and we let God know that we believe in him, we believe that he sent his son Jesus to die for us on the cross, we'll go to heaven and we'll be with him forever. He forgives us. He's a very merciful, forgiving God. He really is. And I thought my entire life that there was nothing I could do to get forgiveness from God, that I've done terrible things in my life. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have. And what I did that was terrible might not be as terrible as some other things or might be less terrible than some other things other people did, but that doesn't make it any less terrible in my eyes from what I did. And I've been through some things in life that were painful, and everybody has, but God still loves me. And he forgave me of my sins. And I ask for forgiveness every day. Every day I fall short. And we're all going to fall short. That's just the way it is. But it's okay. You're not alone in this. You always will have somebody there for you. And that is Jesus. Jesus Christ will always be there. There, He's always listening. He's always listening to your prayers. Even when you feel like... He's not, and you feel alone. And if you feel like Jesus doesn't hear you and you feel alone, just keep praying. Pray more. Read your Bible more. If you need a Bible, let me know. I will do everything I can to get a Bible to you. I will be here to listen to you if you need a friend, because I love you. I love all of you. It's just my nature. I love people. And that's what Jesus calls us to do is to love our neighbors, love our friends, love our family, love everybody. And my ultimate goal in life that I'm striving to do is to be as much like Jesus as I possibly can. And I will never be perfect like him. Never ever in a million years will I ever be perfect like him. And that's okay. It's okay. And he's still going to love me. And the fact that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for me And everything I've done in my life, it's so overwhelming. It's so unbelievable, unimaginable. I couldn't do that with one of my children. I couldn't. And the fact that God loved us enough to do that, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. So I want to start off here in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. And I'm just going to read you the first part of Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now that's basically telling you God made us in his image to love him. He wants us. He wants all of us to come to him. He wants us all to repent of our sins. He just loves us. He made us for his glory. He put us here for his glory. And that's ultimately what we need to do. And then if we turn back here, we're going to flip to the New Testament and we're going to look at the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23. And I highlighted it here so I wouldn't lose it. 
And it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that's true. All of us sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. And we will every day for our entire lives until we get the wonderful gift of going to heaven and seeing our loved ones and being with God and oh the new heaven I just imagine it being so beautiful so beautiful I mean look at look at the world we're living on now God took six days to create this world we live in now and it's full of so much beauty and color and amazement and wonder and he did that in six days and look at how many years he's had to create our new heaven so just picture if this world is so beautiful and amazing and wonderful just picture how much the new heaven's gonna look like the new world i just can't wait now the next verse i want to look at is romans chapter 6 verse 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yes, sin is what's going to cause us to die and go to hell. Yes, I hear you, sweetheart. Hang on, sweetie. But God gives us the gift of eternal life. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we can have that eternal life in heaven with them. Oh my goodness, it's just, I'm just so excited just reading that passage because I just really can't wait to see all of you guys in heaven someday. And it's just going to be beautiful and glorious and amazing, right, honey? I will be naked. You want to go to heaven? I will be naked. Yes, he is just excited. He's going to spend time with his dad tonight, so he's super excited. Hang on, sweetheart. Now, the next one I'm going to read to you is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's the first one I ever memorized, and it's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you believe with your whole heart in God, and that he sent his son to die for you on the cross, and you repent of your sins, and you truly believe it with all your heart, you've got eternal life. That's what that's telling us. And oh my goodness, I just can't help it. I'm getting so excited reading all this stuff. I just, I love flipping through my Bible. I love learning all these things and reading all these verses and learning what my God wants for me. And it's just been a wonderful journey ever since I accepted Jesus into my heart. Now I have two more passages for you and these are gonna be back in the book of Romans. The first one I'm gonna read to you is Romans chapter five, verses eight through nine. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So because Jesus let himself be put on that cross and die for our sins, we're going to be saved because of that. Jesus died for all of us, every single one of us. I cannot stress that enough. And I really, truly hope you believe me when I say that Jesus died for you. Even though you might feel like that's not true, you might feel like you don't deserve it. You, And you're right, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve forgiveness for our sins. But he did that so that we could be forgiven because he loves us so much that 
they forgive us. He forgives us. God forgives us. Jesus forgives us. And it's so amazing that even though we don't deserve it, he does. He loves us. It's a love so unconditional that no one here on earth could ever love like that. We might think we do. We might feel like we do. But we could never love as much as Jesus loves us. Now the last one I'm going to read for you guys today is going to be Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you believe with all your heart that Jesus died for your sins and God raised him from the dead, and you confess with your mouth that you believe it, you'll be saved. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's so amazing and unbelievable and glorious. He's so merciful to us. He's a merciful God. A merciful, wonderful, loving, forgiving God. And I I am going to share with you some of my story. Just so you guys know, you're not alone in any of this. And I apologize if you hear the children. I've, we're babysitting um, one of our little cousins today, so it's kind of chaotic. But we love her. We love her like crazy. She's a sweet kid. But anyway, I was not. A good person growing up. I've done some terrible things and I'm not going to go into detail on all of the terrible things I've done because some of them are really personal. But I just want you to know you're not alone. I was born from my parents who did not want me. They wanted nothing to do with me from the second I was born. They threw me to my great-grandparents and my great-aunt and uncle and I was kind of jointly raised between the two of them and for the longest time I resented my parents for that. I resented the fact that they would rather go out and do terrible, terrible things that I will not go into detail about than raise me. And then after that, they went and had more kids whom they kept. They kept my brothers and they kept my sister. And I was really jealous for a while about that. I was upset that, like, what did I do? I found out later that they had me because they, my, they thought it would keep their relationship together. And they realized really, really quickly it didn't work that way. Threw me to my great-grandparents, my great-aunt and uncle, and then they took off, and I barely ever saw them again after that. I saw them a few times here and there, um, but and not enough to really develop a relationship with them. I tried to be what I thought they wanted me to be when I did see them, but it didn't work. They never wanted me. And I just gave up after a while. And I was really resentful for a very long time. And I took that resentment out on my great-grandparents. I took it out on my great-aunt and uncle. I was not a great kid at all. I was terrible, absolutely horrible. Um, I stopped going to school because I was bullied a lot because I was pretty smart, not to sound, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm better than anybody, but I was... I was really smart. I paid attention in school. I got good grades. I was bullied for it. I was called names. I got beat up one day for sticking up for one of my friends. Um, And I ended up stopped going to school. I got in trouble for not going to school and got on probation for that. Um, But at 16, I was able to drop out. 
my aunt homeschooled me for a little bit until I was able to take my GED. And so I got my diploma that way. Um, I briefly joined the National Guard for a little bit, did heavy equipment repair. Um, I got my first tattoo when I was 18, my first and only tattoo, I should say. And I kind of, after a while, I really wanted some connection. Some connection that I wasn't getting from. Um, I was smoking cigarettes. I wasn't getting anything from it. Um, I never did drugs, though. My parents did that, and I didn't want to get involved in that. Um, I drank quite frequently. Um, I didn't I didn't like it, but I, I, it's one of those things I couldn't stop doing. I got addicted to um, over-the-counter medications. I was taking them all the time. So I had an addiction problem, and I was just not nice to a lot of people. I did some terrible things that I regret so much today. And I wanted something out of life. I wanted something more. I wanted something with meaning, so I started searching. Um, I tried a church on the corner of the street I grew up on. I didn't take. It just wasn't right for me. Um, I just, I couldn't understand the message at the time. Maybe it's because I was still a little blind to receiving God's word then, but it just wasn't right for me. So I stopped going there. I briefly touched on um, going to a Mormon church, which uh, (laughs) ended up not being anything that I wanted to do with. Um, It was too confusing. There were too many Bibles you had to read, and some guy they said was being channeled through God, and it just, I knew it wasn't right. So that, I was done with that all over. Hey, sweetheart. So from there, I started searching some more, and I just couldn't find what I was looking for. And I was raised Catholic, and I didn't like that either. It was the most boring uh, thing you could ever do in life, being raised a Catholic. So I stopped that immediately as soon as my grandparents let me. Um, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, she passed away right after me and my husband got married. And it was so heartbreaking. It, it really... Hey, honey. It really tore me apart. Okay, hang on, sweetheart. And... I went to the hospital to see her before they were going to take her off life support. And they um, almost had to call security because I just, I remember I was, I flung myself on her. I was begging her to just please wake up. Just please don't leave me. I don't know how to do this without you. My, one of my aunts came in and told me that, you know, we have to go. We have to do this. It has to be done. And at the time I was just so angry she she was someone in the family who only came around once in a while for holidays, so she was never really there for her like I was every day. And I was so angry that I yelled at her, and I told her, you know, you're never here. Why do you care now? And I, re- I apologized at the funeral home, but I, I still regret that to this day. But my grandmother, my great-grandmother was my mom for so many years of my life that losing her just really broke something in me and I was just really resentful I was mad that God would take her from me and I didn't understand why and then a few 
about not that long ago, a couple years ago, my great aunt just suddenly passed away. And she was <laughs> my mom as well, because they jointly raised me. And I had a closer relationship with my aunt than I did with anybody. And her death just destroyed something in me that I thought was not going to be repairable. And I'm still hurting from it today. It was unexpected. Nobody saw it coming. It just happened one day. One day I'm talking to her. One day she's not here. It just didn't make sense to me. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to cope with that every day. But all of these things just really pushed me to want to find a meaning. And the only meaning that made sense was God. I started going to this amazing church, amazing church, and it really, really made sense to me. The message, the, the pastor is so amazing. I wouldn't have been saved without him. And I started going every Sunday evening and every Wednesday evening. Um, I did miss a few here and there because, you know, that's what newbies do. They don't always stick with it at first. But I did the best I could at the time around work schedules and everything. And ultimately, I ended up being saved at that church. And I got baptized at that church. And then after I was baptized and saved, the Bible just started to make more sense to me than it ever had in my life. I had an addiction to reading it. I had my hands on it as much as I could. As all the free time I had went to trying to read the Bible. And I knew after I got saved that I wanted nothing more than for my kids and my husband to be saved. And I remember my husband was the biggest atheist in the world. You could not pay him to believe in God. You could not do anything to get him to believe in God. Nothing. And I went out to him one day, and I was talking to him in the kitchen about stuff I was doing at church and stuff I read in the Bible, and I just broke down crying. I just started crying like a big baby. And he looked at me, and he said, well, what's, what's wrong? Did I do something? And I said, no, you didn't do anything, but I'm scared because I want you to go to heaven with us. That's why I was crying. I was, I was crying because I knew that if my husband did not get saved— he was not going to go to heaven with us. And I did not want to lose him because he's my best friend. And the thought of there coming a time where I could lose him and not be with him and see him anymore terrified me. I was so scared. So after that, he made a more of an effort to come to church with us. And I always had him on the prayer list at church. We were all praying for him. And after he started going... My girls ended up getting saved at that church, and they got baptized. And not long after that, my husband got saved at that church, and he got baptized. And I couldn't have been more happy. I was so, so happy. So happy. All my kids were getting saved. My husband got saved. And now our oldest boy, who's turning five here pretty soon, he wants to get baptized and it's just amazing. It's amazing. God has changed our lives in ways that's unimaginable, ways I never could have thought, ways I didn't see coming. And now, instead of saying, you know, I got to work today, we can't go to church today, or I can't go to church because of this or something. Now that doesn't happen. Now we work all of our schedule around church and God. 
Josh got a new job, my husband, and he told him, I don't, I go to church on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings. I don't work Sundays. And I go to church Wednesday evenings. I don't work Wednesday evenings. Hang on, sweetheart. I'm almost done here, I promise. So, in all family gatherings, all trips we have to take out, anything we have to do, we put it around church and God because that is the most important thing in our lives. My husband has a dream now. He wants to be a pastor, and he loves hanging out with our pastor. He said that it's awesome to have a friend like that. We are giving up so many things that we now know are wrong. We're being more modest. We're dressing more modestly. We're loving more. We want to we give more. We help more. We just, God's changing us. And it's just amazing to feel him working in your life. And you can feel that too. It's not hard. All you need to do is just say a little prayer and just accept God into your heart. Right, honey? Can you say accept God into your heart? Yeah, he does. So I do have to um, go here in a second because I've got children that are going crazy. (laughs) It's the joys of motherhood, but I love it. This is what God called me to do. And this is what I will do. So just just to let you know, I'm here for you. If you want to talk, if you want to know more, you want to learn more, anything, I'm here. Reach out to me. Me or my husband would love to talk to you and help you find your way. I promise you, you'll never look back. You'll never, ever look back. So we're going to end on a word of prayer. Jace, do you want to pray with us, sweetheart? He's gone. He's gone. Okay. So let's end on a word of prayer, guys. And I do apologize that this went a little bit longer than I thought it was going to, but I just wanted you guys to know that you're not alone. All right, Chase, let's close this because they're all being crazy. And let's end this on a word of prayer. He's holding my hand and he bows his head and it's so cute. Dear God, we just thank you for all the blessings in our lives. The ones, The ones that... We take for granted the ones that we don't even recognize and see. And Lord, we just thank you. We're so undeserving, but yet you still bless us. And Lord, we just pray that you forgive us of our sins. And we thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. That's so amazing, and I couldn't have done it. And God, I just pray that this podcast reaches some people, and you touch them, and you let them know they're not alone, God. Let them know that they can turn to you. Let them feel your presence and just heal them in ways that we can't do for them, God. And just let them know that you will guide them and they just have to put their trust in you, God. And if they need to reach out to someone, let them know that we're here for them and that we will help them find the way. Thank you, God, so much for everything you've done for us. In your precious name, God, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for hanging out in Faith Over Fear. I hope you guys have a great day. Goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Faith Over Fear. We are so glad to have you here. Today, it's going to be just me. My husband's at work. My kids might pop in and out here and there. And for that, I do apologize. 
And I am really sorry that it is taking so long to do another podcast. I have been kind of stuck trying to figure out the right direction that I really wanted to take this podcast and wasn't sure exactly where it was going to go. I'm really good with writing things out and thinking things, but when it comes to actually speaking words, I'm like the worst person in the world. So I thought for Saturdays, since normally on Saturdays, my kids are visiting with family and my husband's at work and it's just me here, I wanted to start doing a women's study for moms, women, you know, anybody in general that's female. It's um, on becoming the Proverbs 31 woman. I actually ordered a Bible study book for this, and it's a 90-day study. And I just really wanted to go through this with all of you wonderful ladies. I started it a while ago. Unfortunately, I never did finish it. Life gets busy sometimes and crazy, and it just happens. So this is called Becoming the Woman God Wants Me to Be, a 90-day guide to living the Proverbs 31 life. Now, it does have a little program overview here. I'll just briefly touch on this. So we're going to be going through faith, a faith section every day. Um, We're going to be learning um, the memorization of the Proverbs 31 verses. There's a section on family, on fitness, um, personal appearance and fashion, which will touch on being modest, like how we should be, finances and retirement planning, household management, ministry, business, self-management, and spiritual things. And we're also going to have a scripture to memorize every day. Well, every week, I should say, because I'm doing it weekly, not daily. There's um, <clears throat> guided prayers, affirmations, and such and such. Um, they do have a small list of stuff they recommend having to get started. I didn't get all of these things. I just went to my local dollar store when I got my stuff. And I basically just got a um, notebook that I could divide in sections with little sticky notes. That's all I got. But if you do want to get the recommended things that came with this study, they recommend a daily planner or organizer designed to hold 5.5 times 8.5 paper. Um, Paper, filler paper, that's the same 5.5 times 8.5. A monthly calendar, five blank tab divider, dividers, pocket pages, some with and others without zippers, and a single hole punch or a hole punch specifically designed for use with your planner. And it'll all make sense as we go forth. So we're going to start with day one. Day one is called Place Your Full Confidence in God. Now, your first scripture that they are asking you to memorize is Proverbs 31, verses 10 and 11. Um, If you want to find those in your Bible and read along with me, I'll give you a second to do that. Um, Also, I was writing mine down on, um, what do you want to call them? Sorry, I'm like completely drawing a blank here. Index cards. So, I wrote mine on index cards to help me memorize them better. So, 
If you've got your Bibles open and you're ready to read along, we're on Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 11, and it says, A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rupees. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. And I really love that. It starts us off right with a wife who's worth more value than rubies and precious stones. The husband has confidence in her. She lacks nothing of value. He trusts her to be able to, you know, do her wife duties and her mom duties and just being a godly wife in general. And the passage to read is going to be coming from Isaiah chapter 54 verses 5 through 6. For your maker is your husband, the Lord Almighty is his name, the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth, the Lord will call you back. As if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. Really powerful prayer there, or verse there, my apologies. Sorry, I'm listening, I can hear my kids running up and down the hallway like animals. It's it's like a herd of elephants going through here today. All right, so I'm going to lead you through this guided prayer that comes in this Bible study. So if you want to bow your heads and close your eyes and pray with me, that would be so great. Dear Heavenly Husband, how I thank you for choosing me to be your bride. I don't pretend to understand all that this means, but I do know your word says it's true. You are my husband. You are the one who loves, protects, and provides even if you do it through my earthly husband. I acknowledge that you are the one behind every good thing in my life. It's awesome to know that you are almighty. You have all might, all power in your hands. Therefore, no situation in my life and no challenge I'll encounter during these next 90 days will be more than you can handle. Thank you for being a redeemer, the one who can take something worthless and transform it into something valuable. I invite you to redeem every area of my life that has potential for greater value. Thank you for calling me back to a closer walk with you. At times I have felt deserted, distressed, and abandoned, sometimes by people in my life, and sometimes I want to be honest enough to admit I've even felt like you have deserted me. Thank you for promising to never leave me or forsake me. The truth is, whenever there's been a distance between us, I am the one who has walked away from you. I long to draw near to you once more. Draw me close to you through the pages of this book. Thank you for calling me back once again. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 As you can hear, one of my children walked in. Say hi, Jace. Hi, Jace. <laughs> You're silly. All right, let's sit quietly with Mommy. We're doing a Bible study, okay? So that was, it's just, to give you some insight here, Praying to God and thanking Him for these things are just amazing and powerful tools. Prayer is going to be the most powerful tool you'll ever use in your life. And I, from personal experience, can attest that prayer is everything that they say it is. So to take me and my husband, for example, we had a really, really, really rough start to our relationship and then in the beginning of our marriage there was a period of time where we were separated for three months and it seemed like a divorce was going to be imminent anytime at any point in our life 
but that three month separation period really made us realize how much we needed each other and we missed each other we cared about each other and we loved each other and then i'm not saying once we got back together it was all sunshine and daisies no not even close we still spent many years struggling trying to just figure out how to make our relationship work how to do things you know the way that we should be doing as a husband and wife and it wasn't until we were saved and we really prayed to God and we asked God to help us, you know, to give us wisdom and guidance and show us what we needed to do as a husband and as a wife and as a mom and a dad, that God really came through and he answered our prayers. And now it's still not all sunshine and daisies. We still have our moments because we're human and that's how it's always going to be. But our marriage has never been stronger. We're so much more in love than we ever were. We're happy, we're a team, we work together, and it's just amazing. It's amazing how God really comes through when you put that trust in Him. And it's always important to put that trust in God, because God will never fail you. He'll never leave you, He'll never forsake you, you're never alone. I still have times when I feel alone. Lately, I've been going through this period of time where I just feel really lost. I'm not sure what God's calling me to do with my life. I'm not sure how God wants to use my gifts and my talents that he gave me to, you know, glorify him. And I've been trying to figure that out and I've felt really lost. Hi. Hi, honey. And really alone. No, I hiding behind me. Hi, Jay. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Sit quietly, okay, sweetheart? But I've been praying and I know God has a time that he's gonna, you know, answer that for me and just out of nowhere it's gonna be like bam there's God's answer right in my face and I'm just gonna be like I'm so sorry I ever doubted you thank you so much God and it it does work that way sometimes and that's just what I'm waiting for right now as I go through this little struggling period and I feel like everyone saved or not saved are gonna have those periods of times where they have those moments of doubts and weaknesses and it's just a matter of just reaffirming your faith in God and just re-strengthening that bond that you have with Jesus. So to, sorry, I kind of rambled off there. To get back to the Bible study here. So we always place the highest value on the scarcest commodities. My apologies. Sometimes I stutter. (laughs) I don't know why I do that. So they got a really good analogy here for that. So they say M&Ms are made from cheap ingredients and available for easy grabbing on your way out the door at any convenience store. But you won't... Hi. Hang on, buddy. Sit down. But you won't find diamonds within reach on aisle 9. No, high-quality diamonds are locked away behind the counter, and only serious buyers get to take a closer look. And that really puts that into perspective. So more than ever before, a woman of noble character is going to be hard to find. There's... There are not too many women that really just want to strive and just really live for God. And I, I know for me personally, that's like my biggest goal in life is I just really want to be who God wants me to be and how God wants me to live my life. That's what I'm striving for. And being noble means to be dignified and gracious. And in the Bible, the word for noble is rendered capable, intelligent, and virtuous. And a woman like that is not easy to come by anymore. 
God wants us to stand out as women who know we have something valuable to offer the world. And as women of God, we do have valuable things to offer the word world. We're capable, we're intelligent, and we're virtuous women. We inspire full confidence in those who rely on us most, such as your husband, your children, your employers, your co-workers, etc. And the people around us can have full confidence in us because we have full confidence in God and we live according to his word. And you can also have full confidence in God no matter what season of life you're in right now. Me, the season of life I'm in is I'm a mother at home with small children and maybe that relates to you who's listening right now. Or maybe your children have all grown up and moved away and you have an empty nest at home. Maybe you're single, you're single again. I don't know what your situation is, but it doesn't matter what situation that is. You can still have full confidence in God no matter what. Sorry, my kids are kind of busting through the door here. Oh, now he's a kitty cat. So a loving God cares so much for you that he paid the ultimate price for you so that you don't have to spend one day apart from him. And the, I don't, if you don't know, the ultimate price he paid for us was he sent his son Jesus down to earth as a human, like one of us. Sorry, guys. They had to shut the door. They're getting a little carried away here. So God sent Jesus, his son, down here for us. And he died on the cross and paid the price for our sins. But we still have to repent. Yes, Jesus died on the cross. Good job. We still have to repent of our sins and do our best to live as Jesus wants us to live. So he laid down his life to ensure that someday we'll be the honored guest at the ultimate wedding in heaven when Jesus celebrates the church as his eternal bride. And you can actually see that in Revelations 21. So God declares himself our husband and we're the wife of noble character. And you may or may not have an earthly husband, but you do have a heavenly husband. Married or single, God wants you to be his wife of noble character. So this Proverbs 31 is relevant to all of us, whether you're single, married, single again, etc., etc., etc. And I want to encourage you to listen for his encouragement along this journey that we're going to take together. So whether or not you receive any positive feedback from anyone else, just know you're going to get positive feedback from me because I'm here to help you and walk you through it the best I can. Just like I said, I'm still learning too. Um, so it says here, you may live with a critical husband or be in an otherwise difficult marriage or family relationship, but remember, you are on the road to becoming the woman God wants you to be. And ideally, everyone shares the same goals for you as God does, and hopefully everyone you know wants you to be the very best you you can be, but that's not always necessarily the case. Some of you live with people who seem determined to discourage you or people who want to drag you down. Do not focus on human feedback. I can't stress that enough. Do not, and underline do not, do not focus on human feedback. 
because the only feedback that's going to ever matter here in this Bible study is on God's feedback for your life. Just focus on your relationship with Jesus and live to please him and you're going to be doing amazing. As God transforms your life, you'll become an ever more beautiful bride and a woman whose noble character eventually brings her praise from the most important people in her life, such as your husband, your children, your extended family, or even your circle of friends. It may not happen overnight, but I believe someday our children, whether physical or spiritual, will stand up and acknowledge what God has done in and through our lives. Meanwhile, enjoy the inner satisfaction that comes from becoming the woman God wants you to be. Now, the first exercise we have with this Bible study is making a personal vision statement. And I will absolutely give you mine and the lady who wrote this Bible study's examples so that you know what to do. But basically, there's um, four sections to this, but I promise you, it's not difficult. The first one is list two of your unique personal qualities. And the two I listed for myself were creativity and dedication. The second part, list one or two ways you enjoy expressing those qualities when interacting with others. I put giving to people and helping those who need help. The third one, assume the world is perfect, then describe it as you see it. What are people doing? How are they interacting? What does it feel like? And basically just describe what your perfect world looks like. I put, people are kind and smart, always helping each other, families love each other, kids are happy. And then four, combine your three answers above into a single statement. So mine says, my personal vision statement is to use my creativity and dedication to help others and give to others to help inspire others to love, trust God, and care for each other. So that's pretty simple. Now, the woman who wrote this, her number one was creativity and enthusiasm. Her number two was through supporting and inspiring. Her number three was everyone is freely expressing his or her talents in harmonious and loving ways. So her vision statement read... My personal vision statement is to use my energetic, powerful communication skills to challenge and motivate Christians to go into all the world, impacting lives and making the world a better place. So, just so that you guys don't don't feel rushed through this, I'm going to go through that one more time really slowly so you guys can just write these down in your notebook. So, number one, write two unique personal qualities and they're personal to you not what I wrote not what she wrote unless of course those match what yours are number two how you enjoy expressing these qualities number three what people are doing in the ideal world and number four combine them into one sentence now the last thing you're going to do for this bible study is your affirmation. So an affirm- your affirmations, they want you to kind of just write those down and keep them somewhere where you can just go over them again and again. And they're actually really helpful. So your first affirmation, I'll read it nice and slowly so you have time to write it down and I can actually read it a couple of times for you. 
I place my full confidence in God. He has a good purpose for my life. Okay, one more time. I place my full confidence in God. He has a good purpose for my life. And that is day one of becoming the woman God wants me to be. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. And please, I really do value your feedback. I want to make sure that this podcast goes in a direction, you know, not just what I want, but in a direction that is actually teaching you guys and helping lead you in the direction of the Lord. So whatever you want to see, whether it's Bible study ideas, um, conversations, topics to discuss, you know, prayer requests, what you want to see, what will bring you into a closer relationship with God, please just give me that feedback and let me know. And like I said before, if you need prayers or you want someone to pray with or anything like that, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to pray with you. I'm still learning, learning as I go, but I'm striving to be the woman God wants me to be. And I love everyone as Jesus loves everyone, even the ones that are a little difficult. I still love them. Don't always agree with everything, but I love them. All right. So thank you so much for hanging out on Faith Over Fear. And I'm looking forward to our next Bible study. Let's end on a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us this time of fellowship together. Just thank you for giving me this opportunity to do this Bible study on a podcast. And I just pray that it reaches people and that you open their hearts and their minds to just hearing your word lord and that it brings them closer to you and to a closer relationship with jesus i pray that if it's your will god that maybe they'll feel encouraged to share this with their friends so that your word can just reach more people and god i just pray that if it's your will that you just touch them and just bless everyone who's listening right now god and let them know that you're there and they're never going to be alone and that you love them unconditionally no matter what they've done, no matter what their past looks like, no matter what they may have thought, said, did, it doesn't matter, God. You will forgive them. You're a merciful God and you love them. Just let them know that you're there and just wrap them in a big hug, God. In your name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for hanging out on Faith Over Fear and I look forward to hanging out with you again next time. I love you all.